welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. The greatest among you seven. You know, the one thing, and I love the Bible, I love the Word, I love Jesus, I just love all that He's done or whatever. But the one thing, if I could change anything that Jesus did, that's one thing I would change. Why did you hire Judas? Why couldn't somebody that wasn't within betray him? Because once he selected Judas, if Jesus had a Judas, guess what we're going to have? Our Judas is going to be wacker than his was. Because <laughs> he, at least he knew who Judas was. Hey Amen. Sometimes we don't have a clue. Hey Amen. So if I could just, that's the only thing I would change. Everything Jesus did was just right. And I know why he did it, but man, if I could go back... And change. Anybody think about that? You can go back in the Bible. Tell Noah to step on the roaches, kill the flies. Just kill the flies. Noah, kill the flies, man. Well, you got flies. I think it's tough. Like I'm serious. I be reading the Bible and I just stop. Be like, man, why he take that in there? Why he bring flies? But uh, yeah. So man, that Judas thing because you know you really don't know how much Judas, the Judas idea of Judas affects you. Until you get deeper and deeper in ministry. The further in ministry you go, the more Judas can hurt you. I mean, the, you know, the more hurtful it becomes. And so just plant that Judas plant that's always there. You know, always there. And um, I, I would love to know how Judas grew up and what was up with his daddy. What kind of daddy issues did Judas have to have to, to do what he did? Um... I mean, you have to really have some daddy issues, you know, to betray a dude that was helping you so much, you know. But people, a lot of times, they don't consider the example. They don't consider the mentorship. They don't consider that as valuable as they should. Amen. When somebody, God places somebody in your life to mentor you, to be an example for you, to give you advice, to help you along and all that. Man, you better count that as gold bullions. And they're willing to impart in you and, and be, help. Man, you better count that as some gold. Amen. And that's what this woman did in this story to Jesus, Mary. She just, she counted Jesus as gold. And she was like, the most expensive thing I got, I'm giving it to him. And the Bible says she poured, in the alabaster box, she poured the expensive perfume on his head. And then the other account said that she put it on his feet and she used her hair. And I mean, it was just, she, she was like, this is the most important thing that has ever happened to me. The gospel. The gospel is the most important thing. And this man that is carrying the gospel, I want to treat him like he's gold. Amen. Amen. And so for Judas to look at that and have a problem with it, that lets me know that he must have had some serious, serious problems in his childhood. Amen. And so we want to make sure that we understand this story, the greatest among you seven. Y'all still with me? Amen. Matthew 26 and 7. There came unto him a woman having an alabaster box of very precious ointment and poured it on his head as he sat at meat. But when his disciples saw it, they had indignation saying, to what purpose is this waste? For this ointment might have been sold for much 
and given to the poor. And of course, we know John's account tells us that this was Judas actually speaking, claiming to speak for the other disciples. For this ointment might have been sold for much and given to the poor. 26 and 10, when Jesus understood it, he said unto them, why are you worried about this woman? Seriously, this don't have nothing to do with you. Why are you worried about this woman? Why trouble ye this woman? For she hath wrought a good work upon me. She blessed me. Why are you worried about her blessing me? In other words, y'all didn't do it. Y'all walking around with the Christ. Getting all of this information. And y'all didn't do it. So don't be hating on this woman that realized the treasure she had. Oh, I can't get amens in here. Amen. For the poor you're going to always have with you. He said, but me, I'm not going to always be here. That means you can help the poor anytime. For in that she poured this ointment on my body, she did it for my burial. She didn't know she did it for his burial, but he knew. This is for my burial. Verily I say unto you, wheresoever this gospel shall be preached in the whole world, there shall also this that this woman hath done be told for a memorial of her. This woman just got in the Bible. And I know he wants to say, oh, well, I mean, but don't worry, Judas, you're going to get in there too. You're going to get in the Bible right after you hang your crazy self. You're going you gonna to be in the Bible too. But this woman is famous because she, and you think she was doing it so she could get in the Bible? No, she did it because he was precious to her. He was the, the truth of the gospel. Now, let me ask you this. How many of you have the truth changed? Let me see your hand. Literally. Okay, put your hands down. How you live your life is better because of the truth. How many of you? Yeah. Is the truth valuable? Is it valuable? This woman did not care about the cost of the gift she brought to Jesus. Jesus was precious to her, so she desired to give him her most prized possession. Proverbs 18 and 16. And I'm thinking that even when this woman had it, she knew this was nothing for Jesus. I don't think she looked at it. She may have looked at it like I did. I paid some money for it. And this is the best I have. But she probably looked at it. But compared to who he is, this is nothing. This is just the best I can do. Proverbs 18 and 16. A man's gift maketh room for him and does what? Bringeth him before great men. You know, we thought this was your gift of music. Your gift, your ability. Oh, your ability going to bring you in front of somebody. Oh, your ability to play that saxophone, come on. You're going to be on television. It's going to bring you before great men. Like God would even consider David Letterman great. That's some foolishness. Who interpreted that? Your gift. And music ain't a gift anyway. No, it's talking about your gift. What you have to give. What you have to offer. Will bring you before great men. The Bible tells us that Judas spoke up. And declared that the precious gift was a waste. 
Judas's true motive was self-centered because he desired the money for himself and not the poor. So he wasn't even, oh, yeah, this could go to the poor. He was like, that money would have never made it to the poor. He was trying to put the money in the bag. See, Judas carried the money bag for the disciples. He was in charge of the dope. And so he would, the Bible says he was a thief. He was stealing out of that bag. Who steals from Jesus? Jesus, you going to take Jesus' lunch money? Really? Oh, he the son of God. He can eat. He can turn these stones into bread. He don't need this. <laughs> so he had a, he had a bag. And so he wasn't thinking about the poor. He was thinking about the money that was intended for the poor. Yeah, she could have gave us that money. We could have put it in the bag safely so I could watch over it and make sure it's distributed and dispersed correctly. Like Jesus don't know. I'd be looking at Jesus' miracles and I'd be scared to do something like that. This man unrolls folk from the dead. He can't see me stealing out this purse. And he don't even have to use the Holy Ghost. Just lift it. It's lighter. Oh, this bag too light. You learned that in the streets. You know, they didn't have bills, so you know it, there was a weight to it. <laughs> but he desired the money for himself. John 12 and 6 says, This Judas said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and had the bag and bear what was put therein. Oh, he's so, man, Judas was hardcore, y'all. Oh, he's in the darkest, deepest corner of hell. He went past hell. You know that's bad. Obviously, Judas's motives were wrong from the beginning. Look at somebody say wrong from the beginning. I got to stay right here just for a second. Okay. Folk don't flip out and get wrong. Y'all better remember your pastor's words right here. Ain't nobody in here flipped out and just went crazy. You was wrong from the beginning. Amen. Ain't nobody going to just all of a sudden change. No, human beings don't even operate like that. That seed was in you from the beginning. And if anybody around you was smart, they would have picked up on it. Because you let it out. You can't hide it. You're going to let it out in small increments. But that's, that, if it's in you, it's always in you. Amen. Judas was always messed up. He didn't all of a sudden get mad at Jesus and go off. No, no. All that was already in it. You know how I know? Because he had no cause to get mad at Jesus. That's deep, ain't it? That's deep. That's how you know it's already there because... Most of the time, there's no cause for you to even go crazy. I know I'm preaching, Jack. Oh, it's going to get better, too. Watch. Like, get it on. Say, watch this. I'm talking about the message, not my chest. (laughs) Obviously, Judas's motives were wrong from the beginning. And yet he played along. Now, Judas played along. When they was healing people, he go get his little touch in like he had something to do with it. Y'all, they all start, amen. They all start praying for people. He over there looking around. Oh, oh, oh. Mm-hmm. He was playing.
wrong the whole time. Judas was always a devil. It just takes certain things to happen for that devil to just fully manifest. Well, you just can't hide it no more. One thing the devil don't like to be is embarrassed. Because the devil is pride. So whenever a person is very prideful, if you make them look bad in any kind of way, even when it's not intentional, manifest. But once Judas was embarrassed because he was exposed, could no longer hide his true motives. What embarrassed him? He embarrassed himself. See, he's stealing money, but then let it slip about the money. Because you can't hide it. You can't keep hiding it. Right. So he's stuffed out there with his big mouth and countered the beautiful, the beautiful thing that was just done. He countered it and was like, that's just a waste. We could have put that money in the purse and we could have fed the poor. And Jesus was like, dude, why are you even worried about that? Oh, uh, well, because you see what I'm saying? You don't think they knew how much he was helping the poor up until then? Yeah, so he was embarrassed. It came out. It's going to all, look at somebody say, it's going to always come out. It's going to always come out. I call them sleepers. Something's going to always wake them up. Yeah, they join churches just to sleep. Just to sleep until the devil's ready to use them. They join the church and they're just laying there. Until the devil said, okay, he's working on part 10. It's time, it's time for you to do what you're here for. That's what Jesus said to Judas. He's like, okay, y'all, it's time to pray because he's coming to do what he, going go, go to do what you were raised up for. Come on. Now, at that point, I wouldn't have done it. I'd be like, that's all right. I changed my mind. know why Judas didn't change his mind at that time? Because if he could have changed his mind, he would have never done it. He couldn't change his mind. You know why he couldn't change his mind? Because he had convinced himself that something was wrong with Jesus. That's what people do. See, when they want to take you down, they'll look in your life and try to find fault to make up a reason so they can stand behind the reason. Mine ain't going to change if they didn't find a reason. And then the people that don't know the reason, they don't even understand what you're talking about. And you're trying to explain, no, see, because he did this. and See, he really liked this. See, what y'all think is, uh, man, y'all don't understand. Y'all don't know the story. Y'all just don't And they're like, no, I mean, what? That's because they done reached and pulled some things and changed some things together to create a picture that they can stand behind. The Bible calls it an accuser of the brethren. He says he hates that. Well, that's why they can't change their mind. Because their mind is convinced that the stuff they chained together was reason enough for them to do the Judas. So Judas felt he was man. He felt like Jesus deserved it. Ooh, that, that's scary to even say. My God. It was hard to let that out right there. 
But that's what he thought. He had convinced himself that Jesus deserved it. Can a person get so caught up in their own feelings that they forget everything that Jesus had done for them? All the growth, the knowledge, the blessing. You can get that angry that you think he really deserved it? And like I teach the men all the time, when you make a decision to do someone like that, then when you calm down, you're going to do what Judas did. You know what Judas went and did when he calmed down? He hung himself. He calmed down and realized, oh man, I was just mad. But Jesus is betrayed. You can't Get him unbetrayed. You can't stop it. He's going to die because of what you did. Matthew 26 and 14. Then one of the twelve, called Judas Iscariot, went unto the chief priests and said unto them, "Hmm, What will you give me? And I will deliver him unto you. And they covenant with him for 30 pieces of silver. And from that time, he sought opportunity to betray him. So, you know what he did? He went and embraced Jesus' enemies. Embraced his enemies. But then went back to Jesus like he hadn't done it. And was hanging out with the disciples like He was still one of them. Judas was sick. Amen. And the leader of the, as the leader of the disciples, Jesus should have been the one to decide whether or not the woman's gift was appropriate. That's where Judas messed up. Jesus is the leader. So when somebody brought it, brought this to him, can he, can he discern it? So that was the first thing that signaled him that signaled everybody that Judas was off. Why are you trying to tell Jesus what's right for him? Amen. Amen. Judas, you're stepping out your bounds a little bit, aren't you? You're a little overly concerned about this money that's making us wonder some stuff. Some of the disciples' selfish motives were revealed, motives were revealed once they saw this extravagant act. And they began to consider all that they had sacrifice to follow him because that's what it does so when you're following someone then you see them blessed you can't start wanting what you see them get there are people that see the blessing of the leader and want it want some and think some is for them Then they start thinking about what they've sacrificed to help him. And they feel like you owe him something. Yeah. And that's what these disciples, particular Judas, that's what they felt. Okay, we done gave up everything to follow you, everything. And this lady going to waste all this money on you? Where's my uh, oil bath? <laughs> Matthew 26 eight. so the last shall be first and the first last 
For many be called, few be chosen. Now, this comes out of one of my favorite parables. And this is the parable about the workers. Now, Jesus goes, well, it says that the Lord goes and hires these workers, right? And tells these workers, y'all, y'all, I need y'all to build this vineyard, man. I need y'all to build it because the husband's man is coming. So y'all need to build this vineyard. Y'all need to work this vineyard. We need to have it ready when the husbandmen come. And so they are out there working. And they worked, the Bible said they worked all day. Well, the last hour, some, some more people showed up. And he's like, y'all want to work too? Y'all, y'all come on, work. So they worked all day. These few came and worked only one hour. When it was over, the Bible said that he gave them all a penny each. Everybody got a penny. Well, the ones that had worked all day was like, now, wait, hold up. We worked all day. They came and only worked for an hour. So how did they get the same thing we got? And the Lord of the vineyard said, because it's my money. And that's the moral of the story. It is. That's the moral of the story. I know people go deeper. People can dig. Oh, they, 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 oh, they can just work. That's the, uh-uh. It's my money. It's my money. Yeah. And my money ain't your money. Okay, what you do for the church? This is the church. That's separate. Hey, man. Oh, yeah, I don't have them. Oh, yeah, I don't. Oh, I don't have them. Looking at mine like it's theirs. No, nah, bro. You got that all wrong. <laughs> Something's wrong with your addition and subtraction. <laughs> well, I'm sacrificing. We sacrifice. Yes, we sacrifice. We all sacrificing. It's all a sacrifice. But you ain't been where I've been, bro. You ain't done what I've done. You haven't. You haven't experienced what I've experienced. You just haven't. So you can't equate yourself and your stuff with my stuff. And even if you've been where I've been, and even if you've done what I've done, even if you've been through everything I've been through, that's still mine. Get your own. Because the God that gave it to, gave it to me, that's his money. Can I preach in here? What's wrong with people? What does what I have got to do with you? I just got to set the record straight here because some folks think that what everything God decides to do for the Lewises, he's supposed to do for them. And you're sadly mistaken because you haven't been where we've been. I'm done we've done him. I mean, that's just what he decides to do. What? Jesus should have been the one to decide whether this gift was, man. Matthew 26, oh, I read that. Yeah, about that parable. When we give up things to follow after Christ, we cannot reconsider and change our minds. When we give up things to follow after Christ, we can't reconsider. We must stay committed to the decisions that we made and never what? Hebrews 10 and 38. Now the just shall live by what? But if any man draw back, my soul shall not have what? So either you're going to live by faith or God's not going to have pleasure in you. Told you it was going to get better. Judas never sincerely trusted God, but rather he trusted in the purse that he carried for God. In other words, he was never in it for God's glory. It was always about the money for him, and Jesus knew it all along. 
Matthew 26 and 23. And he answered, they said, who's going to betray you, Jesus? He said, oh, he that has been dipping in this dish with me all along. <laughs> the same shall betray me. I know in the movies they make it to where, you know, after he says it, Judas is dumb enough to dip then. No, no. Judas was just having a good old time. Mm. Oh, there's some good old sauce right here, Jesus. Oh, yeah, there's some good sauce right here. I don't know who made it. Mm. This must be hummus. Mm. That's some good old hummus, Jesus. Some good old hummus. And then after he was finished and licking his thumb, mm -hmm. now who going to betray Jesus? Oh, the one that's full of that hummus. <laughs> He's been dipping all along. You know, Judas probably, when he heard Jesus say that, used that against him. See how he treats people? What you mean, Judas? I mean, see how he just called people out and just, you know, choose people right in front of everybody. I mean, you see how Jesus says he's wrong. Everybody's like, well, you didn't call me up. Yeah, he called you out, Peter. Remember, he rebuked you and told you to get behind him. And he said, you know, they be working that sedition, Jack. And I'm telling you, if you're not strong, that sedition will get you. You be sitting up thinking about stuff. I'll be out there preaching. You be sitting there looking like, because somebody put something in your head. Turned it on you. Amen. Yeah. Some folks don't recover from that. Some folks don't recover. They were innocent bystanders got caught up in the sedition of somebody else and they can't even fully plug into the church can't recover because of that discord amen but that's how they spin it you know judas was spinning it remember he went and knocked everything down in the temple i mean who does that what kind of man is that he's angry jesus angry y'all he might hit one of us and if he hit us we're dead i mean you know he had to sell it Judas felt that his own time was being wasted just as this ointment Mary wasted on Jesus. Now, y'all probably said, now, how did you derive at that? Because immediately after this altercation, what did he go do? He went to the chiefs and said, how much y'all going to give me? He sold Jesus out immediately after. So obviously he felt, look, I done wasted too much time on this. It's time for Jesus to go. He wanted back what he gave up for Christ, so he went and befriended Christ's enemies. Uh-oh. He went and befriended his enemies because he had something against Jesus or he wanted to take Jesus down. So he went and found out who else don't like Jesus. And he went and joined up with him. That way he could have his anger uh, fester and grow and be justified. Because, see, here's some people Jesus did wrong too. Here's some people don't like him too. See, oh, 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 let me pull out all the people that he done done wrong, all the people that don't like him. Seriously. There are ministries that are against EX Ministries and against what I do. And so people that were here and faithful, when they leave angry, they go join up with those ministries. They don't even believe what those ministries are preaching. But you go on Facebook and stuff, you see them on there cheering them on. And the Bible says if you hate your brother... You're a murderer. And you know how you're killing them? With your tongue. Whenever you sit up and try to think of bad stuff about somebody to justify your anger, you murder them. We don't do that to anybody we love. 
you love somebody, you don't sit up and try to think of every bad thing they've ever done. And if you're doing that, you got demons and you need to stop. Especially if you're married. In your marriage, you don't ever look at your husband and think of all the bad stuff he did. I know women, I know some of y'all like that. Keep that list. Remember, we talked about that in the love series. Love don't keep a list. Look at somebody say, love don't keep a list. Amen. And men, you stand up and tell us, say, nope, you forgave me for that. You forgave me for that. That's under the blood. That's in the sea. That's under the blood in the sea. See? But soon as she said, see? Blood. Yeah, but remember when you, see? Uh-uh. No, you ain't pulling out. No, no. Because we could do that with anything. I mean, I got some too. You want to go there? Let's do it. I want to do that. <laughs> hey man, but you don't do that. You don't be counting up everything somebody did so you can explode on them when you get that. Uh, no, we don't do that. Hey man, we forgive people and we let it go. Hey man. Man, I was just wish sometimes I could get some Eddie Long grace. My goodness. He needs to write a book. That brother got his church is full right now. What time is it? Yeah, they in there, Jack. Full. Wall to wall people. Man, how does he get that kind of grace? Folks think I did something and just I, I'm, I'm, I'm You can't come to town. You just, we banning you from town because somebody said that you had said that somebody said that you had done. Said some... You got video footage of Eddie Long. Maybe <laughs> I need to get some muscle shirts. Get me some onesies and start preaching in them. Snapped at the bottom. Because he got grace out this world, don't he? Man. Man, Jace can bring Oprah to town. Like, I don't care what none of y'all say. I'll bring the biggest devil in the world to town. And church still, his church is full. Man, how do they get away with that stuff, man? I can't get away with stuff. They'll be ready to hang me. Luke 9 and 62. Oh, oh, he originally, where was I? Yeah, he went and befriended his, okay. He originally agreed to learn from Jesus. Now, Judas originally agreed in the beginning. He made an agreement. Jesus walked up to everybody. Follow me. You going to follow me? Come with me. Come with me. You come with me. He agreed, whatever. Okay, I'm coming. You going to give up everything, right? Yeah, I give up everything. Okay, well, then come on. So he made an agreement to come just like all the rest of the people and give up all for him. But his desire for earthly success and jealousy caused him to go back on his word. He wanted the world too bad. Luke 9 and 62, and Jesus said unto him, no man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. Judas broke his agreement for an opportunity to make some money. Make some money. I asked people that too. I was like, dude, you're going to do that for some money? Really? You're going to sign that record deal for some money? Knowing that they're going to make you do this and that, you're going to do it for some money? Really? Not only did he turn his back on the one that he claimed to love, 
But because his own motives and actions embarrassed him, he sought to have Jesus killed. This is the part that I don't understand. He turned his back. His back. He turned his back on Jesus. And then got embarrassed and sought to have him killed. You did it. You did it to Jesus. But now you want to have Jesus killed because what? You did it. If you had just kept quiet, everything would be cool. Mark 15 and 10. For he knew that the chief priest had delivered him for what? Jesus knew. No, not this ain't Jesus. This is Pilate. Pilate asked them, who should I crucify? The Bible says he asked him, okay, which one of these? The thief or Jesus? And the Bible says he asked that because he knew that they had only brought Jesus because they were jealous of him. Pilate didn't even want to do it. He's like, dude, I mean, y'all just, y'all going to kill this dude because y'all are envious. Because you want what he has. You want some of it. You want some of his glory. You want some of his fame. You want some of it. So you're going to destroy the Savior because you want some. He's like, let me ask you again. And that's what the Bible says. He said, hold on. Let's, let's do this all over again. Okay, now, let me make sure I got this right. Which one do you want? Oh, I'm preaching in here. Man, I'm preaching. Summary! What we give up for Christ's sake should never be sought after again. Let me say that again. What we give up for Christ's sake. Let's say that together. Come on. What we give up for Christ's sake should never be sought after again. If you gave it up, why you going? Why you want it? Why you want it again? You obviously gave it up because you didn't think it was necessary. We, if we continue to seek the things we give up, then we never truly gave them up. Amen. Make an agreement, man. They just can't stick to it. If you're still thinking about it, then that means you, you, you're still in love with it. Amen. We place ourselves in a dangerous position when we seek to be compensated for what God, for what we give up to follow Christ. This type of behavior will cause us to be envious of others and to feel jealous when we see others blessed with the things that we desire. So when you give it up but didn't really want to give it up, then all you're going to do is be envious of those that have. When Jesus got blessed, some of the disciples began to re-examine what they had given up to follow him. They had no consideration for the constant challenges that Jesus faced as his enemies relentlessly sought to hunt him and kill him. They did not take into account that he was protecting them and praying for them. Those few that felt indignation towards the woman's gift didn't think of all that Jesus had done for them. But they started thinking about the money and what they could have done with it. My goodness. They didn't think about him. They didn't think about his life. You went and betrayed him. You weren't even thinking about his life as much as you was thinking about some money. This is the status quo among present day believers. Instead of being content 
with their current state. They desire more and allow this desire to make them go back on their word. They allow their envy and jealousy to motivate them to betray others, to gain rather than trusting in God. You think God wouldn't rather bless you than you betray somebody? And usually the person they betray is a God truster. But you get jealous when you don't have the faith to trust him. You get jealous of the people that live by faith. We must never allow the cares of this life and riches of others to make us go back on our word. When we commit to something, we must do what? Stay faithful. When we forsake our own covenant agreement for the desire of earthly goods and a great reputation, then how can we be trusted? Putting your hand to the plow and looking back makes us untrustworthy and what? Unfit for God's kingdom. Two powerful proverbs, 13 and 10. Only by pride cometh contention. But with the well advised is what? You've been well advised today. 1311, wealth gotten by vanity shall be what? You've been listening to A True Church Perspective from G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of Adamant Believers Council in Grand Prairie, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas, 76124, or donate online at www.exministries.com. Dot com.